0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE.
1: From the Fifth Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. And now, your host, Steve Collins. Hey everybody, welcome, welcome, welcome to Coach Unplugged. I'm so happy you decided to join us. Um, before we jump in you know i don't do this every week but i would love if you went over left a review left a comment i listened to all of those um you know give me some topics sent send over to, uh, to steve at teachums.com what kind of topics do you want to hear um but before we jump into today's topic i'd like to give a big shout out to our two sponsors first of all dr dish the number one shooting machine on the market um i have tried them all and this is uh not only, not only how innovative are, but you know, the workouts and, and what, what, what I love about Dr. Dish is they give back to the community. If you, if you follow them on the face on Facebook, if you follow them on Twitter. They're always giving back to the basketball community. And you mentioned coach unplugged. They'll give you $450 off. Also go over and check out teachoops.com for coaches who want to get better. It is a one-stop shop for basketball coaches It's resources. It's handouts, it's videos, it's one-on-one calls, it's office hours. It's a coach. It's a, it's a it's a resource run by a coach for a coach. It's not not an ex-coach, not someone that's been let go, not someone that's um, coaching part-time. This is what I do, um, and Teach Hoops helps me keep the bills on. He helps me put up these podcasts, 13 podcasts a week. T-Tubes helps me uh, be able to do that, and, and it's a roadmap for you to be successful, and let me help you in this great journey that we call coaching. But let's head off to the podcast all right welcome 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 to coach unplugged episode i have no idea 1900 and something probably it's a lot a lot of, a lot of podcasts um so brian i'm gonna have you introduce yourself kind of explain your your basketball journey i always like doing that at the beginning of podcasts just so people can kind of know who we're talking to um and then we're gonna dive into some kind of culture building things, team building things. And then, um, like I said before, I got lots of questions for you. So uh, I'm going to turn it over to you and kind of introduce yourself to the audience and and kind of your basketball journey.
0: All right, great. Yeah, thanks for having me on the podcast. Um, So a little bit about me, Uh, my coaching journey, really, I actually started um, with Special Olympic basketball, coached that for just about 10 years before I um, moved into the like public school coaching and started at modified and I, I coached modified for two years um, and I'm up in up in Buffalo and then this summer I'm starting to transition into JV and uh, boys basketball
1: okay explain um, modified for people that don't know what that is
0: so modified basketball is seventh eighth grade um, really a lot of the kids I've been coaching, they're brand new to it they've never never picked up a basketball um so really we are working on the basic um fundamentals of of everything and it's tough because some players haven't playing since they've been five and others are just picking up so we really got to balance that
1: <laughs> it's like being a, it's your teacher it's like like For in sure. any most classrooms like <laughs> it's like you have the the app you know that's why they you know yeah.
0: Was, and everything in between and
1: everything in between and everybody has it's it's yeah it's it's what makes it's what makes it a unique a difference that's what my students always ask don't you get bored and I said every year is different what are you talking about too. <laughs> yeah it's like no I mean the topic I mean I said let's say I teach for 40 years I'm only teaching this topic 40 times that's a lot <laughs> I get it but it's like that that one thing for 40 that's it and then that but I said it's 40 different ways I have to do it because every class is different. So, um, it's the same with a, with a group of seventh or eighth graders that some guys, some can hoop and some can't hoop
0: for sure. (laughs) Like, how
1: do you, how do you modify that? Mm -hmm. Um, and then, so then this year, so explain. So then you're moving up what's happening this year.
0: So moving up to JV um I've done I've been doing a lot of like summer league work and open gym stuff just kind of getting the hang of it um for me it's it's kind of nice though I all the kids I'm gonna have coming up to me I've had in the past um two right. years ago I have that group coming back to or I'm coming to them now and then the eighth graders I had last year are coming up so um, a lot of fam- familiarity there which really helps I think everyone involved.
1: Yeah, summer ball. Summer ball is an interesting cookie. Let me just say, it really is. That's the reason I'm very little hair because it's like <laughs> it's so different. It's, yeah, it's so different. Coach, we're going to the lake for three days. It's like what <laughs> you couldn't have told me that two days ago. It's like,
0: hey, you, you get more notice than I do. It's usually ah. I, I message them while we're there. I'm like, are you coming today? And we're like, about Like kids like
1: no, I'm in Canada. No, I'm in <laughs> Sicily. I'm in yeah. uh, what? Yes, I'm in Sicily yeah. the next nine days. Didn't I tell you, Coach? Like, <laughs> I know. That I, I used to used to drive me bonkers. I've learned with age to kind of let that stuff go. But yeah. oh my goodness, it's uh yeah, it can just drive you bonkers if you let it get to you. <laughs>
0: um.
1: So before we dive into the, to the topic today, what what do you think is going to be your biggest obstacle? And what do you think is going to be the easiest thing about making that transition?
0: So for me, I think the the hardest thing will be just the speed of the game. Um, I think just adjusting to that and all the extra adjustments I'm going to have to make in game and um, the extra things I'm going to be able, have to teach in practice because at the modified level, we the goal was to teach a lot, <laughs> but it doesn't always you don't always have enough time to get through everything you want you're maybe spending double the amount of time that you thought you would on one, um, on an offense or defense. So really now knowing, okay, that expectation is I need to get through that edge JV and get them where they need to be.
1: It's, um, yeah, it's, 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 I, I refer to it as like, uh, a rock concert. It's just like the decision-making that a basketball coach has to make is, is, unlike any other in my opinion um this thing about football you have time between plays and mm-hmm. and baseball you have time between pitches and basketball you know so, and it's just yeah right The, the
0: doing 10 things while you're standing on the bench worried about your rotation trying to read the defense right and then yeah. you'll
1: catch yourself three minutes in watching you can't watch the game like right. you can't like you're you got to analyze the game so mm-hmm. it's it's so hard. It's, it's yeah. It's a reason I don't watch as much basketball as I used to. I will. I'll watch NBA finals and stuff, but mm-hmm. during the season, it's so hard. Cause I turn on a game and I just, I'm not watching it. I'm like yeah, analyzing it. And uh, <laughs> it, it takes away that it's like, it's mm-hmm. for my team. It's interesting. Um, all right. So we're going to talk about team culture and building relationships. So that is a 16 hour discussion. but uh, <laughs> Um, why that topic?
0: Um, for me I've I've kind of come into coaching um, with kind of like a mental health background and that has really shown me like the importance of everything you do related to connecting with the players um, forming mutual respect and um, and then creating a positive team culture and a lot of that has led me to, increase success, and even if we're not doing well one season, the, the more team morale is still up, and I think that is very difficult to get to that point. And I, I found that just so important.
1: Probably gets harder as you go up because it gets more and more competitive, too. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, just by the nature of the beast, it's like For that's sure. just that's just you know, um, you know, and if you don't win, I hate to say it, but they do fire you, it's like even though it is yeah. high school athletics, they do no, like, it's... you gotta, yeah. If you are have 16 losing seasons, the wagons will circle quickly. <laughs> um, it's reality. Um, all right. So you wanted to share your screen to talk about some stuff. People that are listening, I will definitely put this down in the show notes. Um, Coach is going to just talk about a couple things. And then um, if you're not, if you're watching uh, or listening on podcasts, then I will, I'll put the link on the, um, I'll put the link down below so people can kind of see it. but um, I'll when we put it on YouTube.
0: Um, yeah, so I'll I have just a few slides here yeah. um, but a couple on building relationships and then a couple more geared toward team culture. Um, so our first one here, just really talking about, okay, building that connection, how to use it, and then when to maybe take it a little further and if you're gonna be real hard on them and when when you need to do that. Um, so for me, I think from day one, you need to be working on that relationship, even in off season, open gyms, um, summer league, like we said, like, I think that's the time for team bonding and, um, and building those connections with your kids because yeah.
1: Well, and why, I mean, I agree. I mean, this is literally, I mean, I, it's a, why do you think it's so important in in that stretch?
0: I think you have more time there i think it's a little more laid back in those times once you hit um november december like we're off and running like (laughs) there's no there's so little time and like i mentioned so much to get through Um, you always have to find that time but in summer you really can can take a lot more time if in an open gym you spend a little extra time just shooting around and they can bond a little through that yeah i I
1: think it's not as authoritarian in the summer i think like i think that's the good uh, that's the point is i think it's and this is what i've noticed in 30 plus years is you're right it's more laid back Mm um i'm more relaxed i mean i'm more relaxed i'm not worried about the stack of tests i'm sitting over there that i got a grade and i'm not worried about lesson planning for so i think everyone is in a different state of mind a little bit too so i think Mm -hmm. it's I think it's where you are in your in your journey for you and the player. Um, I think it's I think there's lots of different factors that go into that, but I think most and that's what hurt us during COVID is those relationship things during those months Mm -hmm. were different. Like they were because you couldn't have the connections. Zoom is fine, but Zoom is not really a connection. Um, Zoom's fine when you know someone you know, I was talking to a coaching friend the other day. It's like, we already know each other. There's already a connection. So the zoom can do some of those things. But mm-hmm. when you're trying to build it, I agree. When you're building those connections, um, that in-person face-to-face eye contact thing is so important that in, in the summer works It this, anytime that you're not deciding how much they're playing, <laughs> um, <laughs> is always good. I think I agree.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I, I view summer as a, like, if I'm going to be extremely hard and strict, they're not going (laughs) to come. No, they're going to go hang
1: out with their girlfriend at the beach. They're not coming. Are you kidding (laughs) me? Yeah.
0: They want to come because it's fun, not because they have to. Um, So I always try to make it something they're choosing to come to. For me, I never, I never enforce summer. um, Because as soon as you start enforcing it, I feel like it becomes a chore and i never want them to feel like basketball is a chore for them.
1: Right. Yeah. You can use some good par- parental guilt sometimes a little bit. That works sometimes, but <laughs> it's hard in the summer. Yeah, it's yeah. it's difficult.
0: Um but yeah, so building relationships like i i feel like if your kids don't don't believe in what you're saying or don't respect what you're saying, they're not going to buy into the drill you're teaching, the the offense they're trying to run, they're gonna do their thing. Uh, they're gonna do whatever they want on offense if they're not believing what you're doing. And in all my time working with kids now, you really learn quickly. If they don't like you, <laughs> or if they don't respect you, they're not gonna they're not gonna do anything you, you're asking. Um, they're, not they're, to you. they're not gonna listen to you.
1: Not gonna listen to you. Yeah. I mean. Right. I mean i i've noticed that i mean that's my classroom it's like i have to build i i mean i tell dad jokes i i mean my classes know about me as a person because as soon as i'm connected with them then they can learn about standard deviation that they don't necessarily care about um as much as you know oh i don't want to there's a connection here with mr collins so let's see how we can make this work um yeah so, so using connections, what, so go to the next stage. What does that, what does that look like for you?
0: Um, yeah. So for me, I, I like to use those connections if, if we're going through a difficult time. Um, so like uh, uh, my first year coaching, we had to let a, uh, a player go from the team uh, because attendance, they weren't showing up for two and a half weeks without telling me and had to let him go. that's
1: a pretty long time a long time i I really
0: (laughs) was leaning on that one and gave him so many chances and yeah it it didn't work out so i let him go and there was a lot of backlash from the the guys on the team who felt like oh like well he told me i'm like he can't tell you he needs to tell me Right. Um, so we i i took that time instead of just letting that kind of fester and build and um have tension i had them all come in and we spent probably like 25 minutes discussing this like I said I want to hear how you feel like the decision is made but I want you to understand where I'm at and I want to hear where you're at um so really just having that conversation that dialogue being open not trying to like have the kids hide and talk behind my back like I'm sure they did but
1: (laughs) (laughs) they do anyway but it's like as open as
0: we can yes and then end that conversation and then the issue's over from there and, and then we can move on um for me like yes we we spent 25 minutes of that practice but i think we saved a ton of time if we wouldn't would have addressed that because we would have had to keep um keep bringing that back where we can take that time and then put it to bed
1: uh, yeah i think the, the problem is if you don't if you don't face that it's it's like one bad apple can mess up the whole bushel of, I mean it's like it doesn't matter like you have to deal with those things and and as you as you go along in your coaching career too like I can even see it I can see it in like in their eyes like I can see when people are upset about playing time or they're upset and I just I I I confront I mean you got to confront that right away cuz mm-hmm. if it festers it's not it's going to hurt your Team, it's not going to build your team um mm-hmm. and yeah. uh you know that's where the, like you wrote on there that's where the drama comes and that's where yeah. it's like and they're talking whatever their friends are going to talk i mean I, I talk about my admin in my school so it's not like people don't talk um you expect that but how are you dealing with it is the bigger issue i think right um all right so why don't you talk about the situational uh approach to the uh, the authority when you have to be authoritative
0: right yeah so for me i'm i'm not a coach who is in practice yelling like that that just doesn't work for me um i i liked any any issue even if a kid is doing something i'm upset about i'm gonna just talk to them um and the times where i'm gonna probably step it up a little bit are anytime there's like bullying putting other kids on the team down like that's something that I feel like if, if not taken seriously, that's just going to destroy your entire season. Like we had, we had an issue last season where a few weeks in there were a few, a few of the the top guys who were just always ragging on the guys who weren't, weren't playing as much counting their playing time. And we, we were able to shut that down from that. And, um and I think that allowed us to kind of grow as a team where if, Uh, like like we mentioned like if unaddressed you're going to just let that um kind of destroy your your team chemistry um so like i mentioned arguing too and then also to like build your players up um if uh, like in a way where other people are are kind of tearing them down whether it's parents like family members uh anything they're hearing in school um just being firm in how you believe and like definitive of no i i feel like you're playing this way like i'm i'm i see you every day in practice every day in a game like being just very confident of how you feel and sharing that with the player because that i think that can go a long way in kind of boosting their confidence
1: yeah it's um it's interesting from someone that's got their youngest going off to college in like four days um <laughs> there's two things first of all uh you know, you can't, I I can't yell at my daughter about curfew if I don't talk to her about it beforehand. Mm-hmm. Like, I, you know what I'm saying? It's like, remember, you got to be home this time. Blah, blah, blah. It's like, there's no reason. I think sometimes people, especially coaches are authoritative after the fact,
0: mm-hmm.
1: well, no, we've already talked about you. Here's what our expectations are. And here's how you didn't follow them. If you don't have that set up, um, that's yes. And, and, you know, if your kid runs into the street and they're five years old, you got to step up um because right. you got to make a quick and swift decision at that point about mm-hmm. okay that's you know and and i think society has changed in that way which is a good thing when but when it's a say like you said when it's safety when it's those kind of things shoot i'm stepping in right. um but i i agree i think some of those those steps understanding when you have to like i always tell my players leaders leaders remind before there's an issue like so I said and I always use the free throw example. I said, you know, we're shooting a free throw, it's a big box out. You can't get mad at your teammates about not boxing out and finding a body unless you remind them before the thing. So I said, a leader would go to the two bigs that are in the low block and say, "Hey, remember, you got to get low. This is a big free throw. Make sure you get contact. I I've got the I've got the free throw shooter, blah blah blah." I said, "It's that's what the leader does." The leader doesn't yell at them after they don't box out because you, you know, you, you have to tell them beforehand. Um, mm-hmm. And that helps with, that's what I think coaches sometimes miss is that um, I don't really want to step in. <laughs> um, I want all of you to do it. You know, you be that um, you remind your teammate, Hey man, remember coach said there's curfew tonight. We got to get home, but well, well, you guys do that rather than me. I, I will step in if I have to, because they're, you know, can only be one captain of the ship um mm-hmm. but uh yeah i i agree and it does And you, you you and i i was talking to a coach the other day too about when i usually have to like when when when, when you say we to boys they think you're talking about the other guy so if it's like we're not we're not doing this it's not me it's him kind of (laughs) always, so so you have to like we're sitting in the locker room i said we're not boxing out every kid in that room thinks that i'm talking about someone else other than Mm -hmm. them so there's times where you have to call them specifically out but not in an embarrassing way and when i really got to get on them i'll pull them aside and it's like come here like Mm -hmm. you know i've done that with guards and things and blah 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 but i'm not going to do it in front of their friends i'm not going to do it in front of that just because the the it's I don't want to be embarrassed I don't want my principal coming in and screaming at me in front of my students right, yeah I'm not gonna do the same thing to them mm-hmm. um yeah. but I if think I that's ever,
0: like do have to address the kid for anything like whether it's play or like whether they're arguing or talking while while I'm going I always try to pick a few <laughs> right never, never single that one out
1: yeah I think that's awesome uh all right so let's go on to the next one
0: sure um so this next one um really going into that communication piece of checking in with your players. And I try to do it four times during the season. Um, Once a tryouts and for tryouts, it's going to be the kids who are making the team and the ones who are not. Um, But tryouts, I really try to come in. If I am kind of expecting a player to not play much, maybe a few minutes a game, Um, probably going to have some games where they're not playing at all. I want them to know that going in. I I always make it a choice for them. Like, do you still want to be a part of the team, knowing that that's kind of going to be your role? Um, And obviously things can go up, things can go down, but giving them that baseline of that's generally what I'm thinking at this point. Um, And I felt that has helped with uh, kids getting upset if they're not getting the playing time they deserve um, because they kind of knew that going in.
1: I like that one. I, I've always done the other three, you know, the beginning kind of tryout, like tryouts and before game one have kind of morphed into one for me, but I like, cause I do talk to everyone at, at, at tryouts. I like that kind of maybe separation there and then, um, yeah, keep going. But I like that. I have always done that beginning one, but I like kind of how you separated that. It really depends. I talked to a coach the other day. They have four, they have four weeks before their first game. And I go, What? <laughs> if in a high school yeah where was that um north carolina i think it was oh, okay. It's like they have four weeks it's like i got like nine days like nine yeah, I think we have about two weeks and... yeah i go whoa so <laughs> you would definitely have time in, in that yeah. longer stretch yeah
0: and the the reason i do um trial and the four game one i i feel like especially for kids who, you don't know and like they're coming right into you at trials, you're for, you're, just being exposed to them, just learning what they can do. And I think a lot can change in two weeks of maybe maybe you told someone they're they're gonna be like one of your role players off the bench and now maybe another another player rose up and you no longer have the minutes that you promised. right so really just readdressing that and kind of being clear of why. I never want to leave it up for a debate or wonder why I'm not playing. Why, why did my minutes go down? Why right. did my minutes go up?
1: Yeah, I know. I like that. I like that. Cause it does change. There can be a lot of changes between those two days of trials in that first game. A lot of, a lot of role shifting and things like that. I agree.
0: Um, and then midpoint, I, that is definitely a more involved um, one. I think you have a lot more to go off of at that point you're even bringing kind of their grades into it if if players are going to be ineligible or they're they're right on the border there um so trying to kind of get them back onto track in, in their academics because you don't want to lose them um, because usually that halfway point is probably about for us like two weeks before that marking period closes and um i think it's a good wake-up call yeah i
1: do that over i do the midway point just i usually because it's over winter i usually do mine over winter break even though it's probably not quite midpoint because i want mm-hmm. time on that mid-season one
0: right
1: because you'll you know let's say you play 24 games you have probably played at least 10 at that point
0: mm-hmm.
1: you can have a pretty good sense of where they fall things change but yeah. injuries happen people get better but um I think that is a. If you want to have a winning season, that mid-season one is is a difficult one. It's a difficult. <laughs> those are those are courageous conversations, which I refer to them as. They are difficult to have, but I'm brutally honest on those mid-seasons. Yeah, I think like, you
0: have to be. Yeah,
1: it's like you sit there and you go, "You're twelve. You're not going to play." like and here's what here's what you should be focused on and here's how you should try to get better here's how you should those are those are hard i they are very difficult i agree
0: definitely tough um and then the other thing i try to tie into mid-season is i want their view of the season at that point i want maybe they feel like they would be benefiting from a certain type of drill that we haven't done a ton of or um, I want their feel on the offense, their feel on the defense. So really getting that feedback for me, too, going forward. And and I like what you said about doing it over Christmas break, because then you have that time to adjust as well. Um, if maybe the week you come back, you want to sprinkle in a few extra drills. Um, or maybe you talk to a few kids at, at that midseason point, and they're just – so confused <laughs> on the offense and defense and maybe you haven't known that at that point so maybe you know you now need to like spend more time on that.
1: Right. Hey everybody I hope you're enjoying the podcast. Make sure you subscribe, like um, we love those. Um, and send me an email steve at tell me what you want to hear in the future. Also go over and check out t tubes.com for coaches who want to get better. Have a great day. Sports social podcast network